You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Father John Rutten. And we're broadcasting this morning from John Paul Second Church in Harrisburg, South Dakota, where Father John is doing amazing things. Uh, Father John and a whole team of people. We're are getting doing a job review. Things. How yep. is Father John doing <laughs> <Yeah>. today? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Emily's over here at the front desk looking over. Yeah. She's smiling, so that's a good sign. Oh, that good. good. <laughs> so we've been talking about the canyon this morning and it's a program that Father John and his team have started here at JP2 and it sounds like it's a really um inspiring program. And we're going to talk with Kara. And before we get to Kara, I wanted to ask you something about, okay, so I'm a Christ the King folk, and I love Father Samson and Father Matson, and I'm not going to leave them or my parish. So what do we do? <laughs> That's a great question, because this whole thing actually, I went, it's been a long journey, but the moment when I was... Like I saw something had to happen mm-hmm. was actually with a parishioner of a different parish, mm-hmm. and they really wanted to be a part of it. I mean, it was them that it, it. I don't know how to say this, and in the end, we just had to decide that it needed to be with the parish. We're yeah. growing. We need to know that the people that are all here. There's are something part of about our a family with your parish. Yeah, fa- parish family. Yeah. Yep. So it's been something we're leaving open to the spirit. There's a need. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Great. There's a desire. There's a need. Lord, what do you want us to do? How is this to be reached? Um, so we have it open. and You uh, do? Yeah. Well, we, we have this question open. What okay. does this mean for those outside of the parish? Right. Uh, does it mean at a certain point we allow four or five in that can kind of learn and grow? That could be floodgates, and then, Father. And then move. And then they, but then with the thought that they would then kind of like help move it into their own parish. Or is it possible to do it where my portion is in a video? Or, you know... We're open, but... Uh, I think it's just interesting to be able to talk about this concept and the approach that you're, you and your parish are taking mm-hmm. for educating ourselves in yeah. a quote-unquote Bible study, you know. Yeah, it's not a Bible it's study. Not. Nope. And, and it's not, ca- it's not a, what do you call it? It's not catechetical. It's, it's, um, it's, edu- it's true education, I think. It's an education of the human person and an education in the church. What does it mean to belong to the church? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a person. I am a person who belongs to the church, mm-hmm. not an intellect that belongs to the church or not a doing things that belongs to the church on this feast day of St. Martha. <laughs> <laughs> we got to have um, the Marthas. But it's Marthas. a person, and so what does it mean? <laughs> uh, it's an education in the human experience of mm-hmm. the church. Um, and uh, so, but... Glad to have Kara with us. Yes. I want to hear about her human experience in the church. Absolutely. Yeah, I love the canyon. My fiancé and I um, did that during our engagement, and it was just a really cool experience. And I would definitely say, yes, it's educational. You learn a lot. But it's also really about community as well, Uh, getting to know the gals at the table that I sat with. We were all kind of from different, you know, walks of life or at different points in our lives. Um, some were a grandmother, 
Um, I'm newly engaged. We had young mothers with kids, and that was just a really cool um, thing to experience, you know, what their day-to-day looks like. Or um, there was a gal, you know, that I connected with because I was all about the future and thinking futuristically, Mm -hmm. and I told myself I need to hold myself accountable and, like, live in the moment. Whereas the gal across the table was like, I always live in the moment, and I never think about the future, so it's really fun <laughs> um, and funny to think about, you know, how, you know, someone that you have the same beliefs as, and, you know, and we're both Catholic, and we're both at this table, but yet we can be two totally different things and have to work on, you know, the opposite of each other, but it was such a great experience and really a great way to get to know others in the church because now when I see them at church it's always mm. a high and catching up and that's been really cool that's amazing yeah. that's priceless right there that's building community <laughs> father yeah. so, how d- oh go ahead no you go ahead Oh, I was going to say, and it's great because we have, like, a texting group even, uh, the gals that I was, you know, because you come to the same table each, each week, which I thought was awesome because you got to catch up. And also for those that might be a little bit more shy or if they are coming from a different parish and, you know, wanting to give it a try, like, it's just a really great way to make those connections and to feel comfortable and to kind of be in that, you know, vulnerable space of, you know, asking questions or sharing stories or, you know, sharing how you experienced God that week. And so it's just, it was just such a cool experience that I didn't know I needed. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Kara, tell us what's, you know, a little bit about your background as far as Cradle Catholic and then your fiance and then how it's impacted your um, engagement. Absolutely. Um, so I was raised Catholic my whole life. Uh, my fiance uh, is Lutheran, uh, well, was Lutheran, and he, you know, did his RCIA classes and now is Catholic because we, you know, believed in um, having the same beliefs and being the same religion, especially for our future kids to come. Um, so that's just a little bit about us. But he, you know, attended the canyon as well. And it was really fun, and it was a great way for us to bond, too, even though we weren't necessarily at the same tables. Um, it was just really neat, you know, because we all went over the same material, but it was interesting to hear, you know, his take on something or mm. to hear, like, what his table discussed or thought about, you know, the different topics that we went over versus, um, like, what our table went over. And it just really strengthened us even more I feel like because you know it really opened up like new topics that we hadn't talked about or um, even just created you know a little bit of just conversation between us that maybe we wouldn't have had otherwise about these topics and so it was just a really neat experience to do every other week together and um, you know there was homework from time to time so it'd be uh, really interesting because I would read something and kind of interpret it one way and he you know might interpret it the same way or something like a little bit different and so it's really cool just to kind of be able as a couple to you know talk through that and just to have the different angles on stuff and just to kind of reflect i think uh one thing i've heard a couple of times that really provokes me is the the aspect of surprise that within it is Mm. built this possibility of creativity and this while there's a structure it's sort of fluid in a way we're paying attention to 
when we first met, uh, Dan and Mary Jo Gallagher are parishioners of the parish and have had a really wide experience in the church, like yeah. a really beautiful journey. And so they're a huge asset to this formation. And, um, and Dan always would, would say, like, we have we have to leave room for the spirit. We have to, you yes. know, when you're, when you're, when you're giving your talk, father, like if you, if, if the spirit moves you, we got to go there. We can't. So Ignore. it was just a beautiful thing to see. And so Dan and Mary Jo and Adrian McEwen here at the office would do like the, she's like the background, you know, she makes the whole thing work. And so we would meet mm-hmm. and prepare for it. But part of the preparation was realizing, okay, now we have to remain open to yeah. And so we'd get there and things would happen that we wouldn't plan, but we'd pay attention to that. And one of the things that I didn't plan, but was the fact the men and the women were at different tables. We started hearing that when they left and then they'd go home, then they talk. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so we still, like, we got double bonus. You know, it's like a double whammy, you know, the talking among all the girls, all the guys at the table. And then they go home and then they talk. Wow. You know, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if that if I saw that or if that was seen by the team beforehand or not. But I know when it happened, I was like, oh, that's beautiful. This is what we want to be doing. And the other part of it was, you know, there was an idea that, that things would be creatively come out of this. But we didn't know what they would be. And the fact this one table text each other. There's like this text group. I didn't have anything to do with it. I didn't need to say, okay, now you all start texting each other and now do that. No, this table uniquely felt called by the spirit to live it in this way. They were answering a need they have. And so we got to pay attention to that and do that. And so Kara's table has a unique dynamic to it, but every table has a unique dynamic to it. Mm -hmm. And I'm certain that if we were to pay attention to each table because you heard Heather. Yeah. Heather sounded like her table was the best table. Of course. But Kara sounds like Kara thinks her table was the best table. You know? Are they at the same table? Yeah. And then, yeah. And then I know another person was at another table and they actually struggled. But then the struggle was like really beautiful for them. Mm-hmm. And so even that, and there may be people that aren't at the place where they see their part or whatever, but it's all... So well, and isn't that life? Isn't that always life, though? You always see another table having more fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you forget about what it is you have. Yes. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Well, could you say, uh, Kara? What would you say uh, some of the others in the group did for you or gave for you in the journey? Did you? Can you speak to what one or two of those people meant to you? Or a time Absolutely. In which they really you. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like I said, we all kind of came from um, different, you know, backgrounds or like family situations where we were at um, in life, and so it's really cool. Um, the gals that you know were married and just getting there in sight, you know, as a soon-to-be newlywed. Um, you know, it's just really nice to be able to talk to them, you know, and you know, talk about marriage and just you know the different off obstacles that you might come across or different situations that have happened with them and their kids and how they handled it. And it's like, oh my gosh, I never even thought about that before. So I feel like for me, that was really helpful. What's that? Nope. You can continue. Oh, sorry. Um, And so that was just really helpful and insightful and just kind of, you know, had me think a little bit about the future of like, oh, what would we do? And also our engaged encounter did that as well. Um, 
But also, Father, something that, you know, you really helped me. It was kind of like this aha moment because um, you uh, had asked the question of, are you giving it to God or are you willing it to happen? And so I feel like that really opened my eyes of like, oh, my gosh, I feel like I'm just like pushing and forcing and just trying yeah. to, you know, plow through life and be successful instead of relaxing and being confident in God. And I feel like that was my like biggest aha moment wow. <laughs> See, and I have no idea you know <laughs> but, but I do believe the charism of the priesthood and my role as pastor the spirit uses me and so I just do my part mm-hmm. and then one night one part one little sentence will affect those two people yeah. uh, another night a, a story I tell will help that person another night nothing I say will mean anything <laughs> to anyone <laughs> <laughs> you never know. And, and the tables will mean so much to each other that yeah. night. Um, and, and, you know, and, and I also know that this is, this is just what the Lord's doing in one way. It's not always for everybody or the timing isn't right for everybody. You know, um, yeah. sometimes we're at a certain place where we're right. The spirit's like, okay, yeah. now yeah. you. Uh, yeah. And sometimes like, you know, I'm being fed over here. Uh, so it's not an answer to all, but it is the answer to what is happening here in Harrisburg for us to create community that's both a human engagement, but also a work of the spirit and yeah. community, the church. Well, we're going to have more with Kara here in just a minute, but they're telling us that we need a quick break, Father. Let's do it. We'll be back with more in just a minute. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Yeah, I've been listening to Catholic Radio, <clears throat> starting out in Seattle, uh, Sacred Heart Radio. Had a had a long commute, and you know, searching through the stations, kind of came up upon Catholic Radio, and you know, people were asking a lot of questions that I had, and I was able to kind of passively listen to all the different responses and ponder those, and kind of carry on a conversation <laughs> with the radio in my car, and and then proceed to look things up further as I as I learned about it. So so I have a lot of favorites, um, did a lot for me in my life and continues to um, really like Catholic Answers and all the uh, different themed hours they have where people can call in and ask virtually anything, um, like Preston in the Afternoon, getting that uh, Catholic perspective um, on, the, on the news for the day and all that's going on. Um, you know, and I, I could go on and on uh, like all the programs. 
This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Father John Rutten. And we are broadcasting this morning from St. John Paul II Church in Harrisburg, and we're talking with Kara. Um, We've had great conversations this morning about a program that's going on here in Harrisburg called The Canyon. And so we were just talking with Kara, her and her fiancé both were part of the program. And you mentioned something interesting, Father, during the break, that this is a multifaceted program. Yeah, what it ended up um, doing was really feeding our marriage preparation program and our RCIA um, mm. In the beginning, we totally conflated RCIA into the canyon, so mm-hmm. there was no kind of traditional RCIA, as you might imagine it. But uh, what we found was it was doing the thing we most hoped for, was enkindling in them faith, bringing them into a community. Mm-hmm. That's the thing with RCA that everybody, you know, they come in and then afterward, like, where are they? You know, because yeah. they, didn't, they didn't get ingrained into the community. So. Yeah. And then, but what happened was we met at the canyon every other week. And what happened was then they had these questions. What about Mary? All the stuff that people usually start with, we let come secondary. And then Deacon Glenn Ritter started meeting with the RCA candidates every other, the opposite Filling in the holes. Filling in the holes. What questions do you got? I love it. Purgatory was like a big thing this year for them. They had a great journey with purgatory. Well, so instead of like, we got to answer all these questions. Okay, now, which ones do you have? Mm -hmm. And and, uh, so that became an RCA program. It was super successful. Uh, uh, Kyle, Kara's fiance, was a part of that. And then also with the marriage prep, it was an encouragement for marriage prep. It didn't replace the typical stuff that I do, but it was a beginning of, wow, what if this was the encouragement for marriage couples to come mm. to. So that's not as jumped in, uh, but uh, it certainly, I think, has impacted uh, Kara and Kyle and would really be curious, Kara, if you could speak to how the relationship between you and Kyle has been impacted by the fact both of you took this journey through the canyon. Absolutely. Um, as I kind of touched on earlier, it opened up a lot of great discussion, um, but also just based on what you mentioned, Father, um, it was really kind of a neat experience for me because being Catholic for about 27 years, there's, you know, he's like, why do you do this? Or why do you do that? Or he asked like certain things about the math. And some of the things I truly was like, huh, I don't know. (laughs) It's just something that we've always done, or I don't know the meaning behind this. And Mm-hmm. So I think that was kind of a cool part to just reflect on myself and be like, oh, yeah, like, what does that represent? Or why do we do that? And kind of like researching with him. And mm-hmm. so that was a neat point because it also kind of showed new aspects of Catholicism. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, did I know this? I feel like I never knew that this is why we, you know, did this or did that. And so... That was a really fun journey because I, you know, learned with him in some ways of just things that, you know, you learn when you were little and you forget over the years or, you know, I just maybe was never told or maybe my parents didn't know or didn't share it with me or however it went. But it was just really neat to get to learn some new aspects of Catholicism, too. And, you know, we did have, like, the conversation of, like, purgatory and some of the newer elements, um, you know, from him being Lutheran that he wasn't as familiar with. And so it was a neat journey. You know, he would meet with Deacon and come home and 
ask questions or he would even ask questions of the people that he met at the canyon, which was really uh, like just inspiring to me that he would open up and, you know, ask other people questions or get, you know, their thoughts and ideas. And I also just want to say how appreciative I am of, you know, the JP2 community and the people at the canyon and you as well, Father Rutten, for being so welcoming for us as newer parish members, but also for Kyle coming in from being a Lutheran and, you know, converting into being a Catholic. Like, that's not an easy feat to achieve and the most, like, comfortable thing either. And it was just such a great experience that has ultimately strengthened our relationship forever. Wow. Wow. There you go. You're doing great things. Well, the Lord is doing great things among us. And I think it's a beautiful transition to hear her say how much the the canyon, the JP2 community, and this is it. I realize mm-hmm. there's a, play, a place for me, but if it's just about me, I've lost. Mm-hmm. I, this, mm-hmm. It doesn't, but it, it transmits like th- th- begins here, but then what it really does is it ends there and I can step away. Right. I, not not leave the parish. <laughs> That'll be in 20 years. But, you know, I can take a less, he, you know, he must increase, I must decrease. Right. And and so it's them who rise up. And what a beautiful thing to have a community where the questions, I mean, Kyle's life will forever be different, that he has discovered that the people in my parish can help me look at my life in these questions. Yeah. I don't need to set up the appointment and have Father do it all. Uh, for Kara to realize the the women in my in my community, and I learned it at the table at the canyon. But it's then true for all these women yeah. that that they can help me learn about marriage, learn about children, learn about life, learn about work. Um, and one of the things I I hear is that maybe didn't that I see as a pastor. And I realize like sometimes you see further or you see more and mm-hmm. you just need to be patient with those things. But as a pastor, one of the things that most provokes me about what you said is um, oftentimes in the RCIA program or in the marriage prep program, we're thinking and hoping that when they get to the end of this, this thing, then they'll be stable. Mm. Right? If we can get through RCIA, let's bring them into the church, like get them in stability. But if you heard Heather's witness, you know that the stability is the thing she got. I'm on a path. What we're looking for is to know we're on a path. And sometimes we don't know that. And so we think if I just learn the answer to this question, well, now if I learn the answer to this question, now if I figure out the answer Mm. to this question, but we never feel like we're on a path. Mm. And in a way, marriage prep can be the same thing. If we can just figure out how to do finances together, if we can just figure out how to resolve conflict together, if we can just figure out how to get the other one to put the toilet seat up or the toilet seat down, you know, if we can get all those things. And so marriage prep can become this huge need to solve those things, which are important. Yeah. But underneath it all, what the person's really looking for is certainty. I'm on a path and this one is the one God put in mm. my life to be on this path together. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what the canyon has produced. So then all of these other questions can be answered with a, like an ease, with a curiosity. It doesn't have that grasping effect because one already knows, well, well, I belong here and you yeah. belong to me and we're taking this amazing journey. And now I got another question. <laughs> and it's okay that I have questions and it's okay that I don't know everything. Yes. Yeah. You're, and then you're to, giving your community um, so much I hate to say it like this, but power in themselves. And this is the beautiful uh, 
the Holy Spirit has been given to us. We have power. It's not the priest just that has power. I have you didn't carousel. do a magical thing and zzz over your parishioners? No, the bishop <laughs> did that at their confirmation. <laughs> the bishop did that. And, and, and a minister, even Kyle's Lutheran minister, or uh, Reformed, right? I uh, can't remember. But Kyle's <laughs> yeah, minister we're... did that at baptism, right? So we have power within us. We just have to have it awakened. We just have to be empowered to believe, take the risk. And if you take the risk, you're going to see something happening that you're going to have to grow in your ability to say this is him or it's not him or how do I, Yeah. and then you just see people arise. So we only have about a minute left, Heather, um, or Kara, sorry. Um, (laughs) I wanted to know um, real briefly, if you could share with me, I know that when you enter into an engagement with somebody, you have a vision of what married life with that person is going to be like. Has that vision for you and Kyle changed since being, going through the canyon? Absolutely. Because um, definitely in the beginning, it was a conversation of like, all right, you know, are we going to be the same religion? And, you know, having those serious and deep conversations. And I just, I feel like us becoming Catholic together has changed so much for our vision of just being able to attend church together and receive communion together and what it's going to look like um, with our children. And so I feel like that has just like, you know, brought us together and has helped pave the way into our future for us and our kids. And so I feel like it's just been such a blessing to have had, you know, RCIA and the Canyon and JP2 and Father Rutnitz just all paves the way for us to be able to work hard and be successful within our relationship. Beautiful. Well, thank you, Kara, for joining us today. Any last Absolutely. thoughts for Kara, Father? No, I just appreciate uh, you, the joy you have. We ran into each other at the grocery store. Uh, this is sort of a tiny nugget of the canyon. This is coming up. I have a need. Witnesses for the canyon. Who should it be? Pray. Listen to the Spirit. Ask some advice. Someone said they couldn't do it. I walk into Hy-Vee, and Karen and Kyle are in the frozen food aisle. Oh, my God. <laughs> There Thank we you, Kara, <laughs> for saying yes. Yes, yes, happy to do it, happy to share. We have great things going on, and I'm very proud. Wonderful. Well, we have a heartbreak coming up, Father. Thank you, Kara, for joining us and sharing your experience with The Canyon. Up next, ladies, it's a show just for you. We'll tell more about this new program coming up in the Real Presence Radio Network. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more Real Presence Live.